people are always looking for growth areas and which section or which industry to be involved in. When, when I'm very proud to say on Money Talks, we've been chatting about well before it be sort of came on everyone's radar, and that is cybersecurity. And we did that by talking with Ian Patterson. He's a Pluralock Security. He's the CEO there. But uh, we've always called on Ian because obviously they're in that business, and it's good to get sort of, I, I hate the cliche, like an insider, but we're really talking about someone who works in it every day. So Ian, thanks very much for taking the time. I mean, there's such a big, uh, a lot to talk about, but I want to talk about one thing actually about Pluralock to start with is you guys were telling us about an acquisition you made right at the outset. I just looked at the financials that came out of that and it's a monster success. I mean, you must be, uh, you know, somebody's patting themselves on the back at Pluralock. Tell, just give me the quick update on that. What did you buy? Why did you buy it? Because you're just nothing but a big investor, if you know what I mean. You're doing it at a corporate level, but we're talking to a lot of people who do it on an individual level. Obviously, you're looking at the opportunities in that cybersecurity space. Well, thank you, Mike, and it's great to be back. You're absolutely correct. We executed on our M&A strategy earlier this year. Um, Pluralock started as a software company in Canada, and we really have uh, global ambitions. And so we made our first acquisition a defense contractor in Los Angeles, a company called Aurora. And so we acquired them last year. They did approximately 30 million, uh, excuse me, 28 million US dollars in revenue. And our Q2 uh, earnings, which just came out a few weeks ago, were the first uh, set of financials to reflect that new acquisition. And so I'm pleased to say that revenue uh, grew to 8.6 million for the quarter. So really great success. And I think also really bucking the trend of, uh, the usual Canadian software story that you know you you try and build something and uh, and hope to eventually get acquired by an American company. I think we're really doing the opposite. We we have much grander ambitions, and so we've opted to uh, to be to do the acquiring instead. Well, again, and I'm looking at an industry that's uh, the pertinence or the relevance continues to seem to grow to me on a daily basis. I mean, people who don't even give a darn about any of this stuff know about hacks. You know, they, they, they've heard the odd story about crypto problems. Uh, they've heard stories, uh, you know, like the, the poly network. That was a, a recent hack that, of course, grabbed my attention. What was it last month? About $600 million, $611 million dollars. It was sizable. Polyon, uh, or the Poly Network, I should say, was was an attack um, that hit the news. And you're right; it was it was over six hundred million dollars worth of digital assets that were stolen. And then, uh, for for one reason or another, eventually some of it got returned as well. So, uh, you know, quite quite an unusual story. But I think really what this shows is that not only digital finance, but really finance in general is underpinned by security. In other words, you can't have a functioning market unless you have trust and safety and you know who the other counterparty is you're dealing with, that you you can be assured that if you pay for something, you will eventually get it. And so I think that that's why we're seeing such uh, such an emphasis when when these attacks do take place that look, you know, they they cause people concern about the adoption of cryptocurrencies. And by the way, the same is true of traditional finance as well. Uh, there was a report recently that, that came out uh, indicating the Bank of America on their own spends over one billion dollars on security, just Bank of America. Um, and with JP Morgan also indicating that they spend over 600 million a year uh, on security efforts. So any way you cut it, security is a really big deal for finance. 
And it's absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought that that aspect up. It doesn't matter where you are in finance. There's lots of stories out there. And as you say, that's where the growth is. So that's where the opportunity for investors or companies like Pluralock are, uh, you know, because of this. But I, I do sense also that there's some newness to uh, digital finance and cryptocurrencies and people aren't as familiar. So sometimes they're Radar is, is is very acute when they hear stories about that. I mean, am I safe trading this way? As you say, hey, if I bought an asset, how safe is it? And just address that for a second. First of all, are my fears overblown? Or is this something that uh, really should be part of the equation when I'm looking for an investment? Well, for better or worse, I think you're preaching to the choir here. Um, I mean, Pluralock started uh, as a cybersecurity company, but we're really focused on identity of people. And you'll recall, and certainly the listeners from, from our previous exchanges will recall, the Pluralock's AI capability is really focused around identifying the person on the device. And so we do that using the way that you type on the keyboard, the way that you move your mouse as a form of identification. And then with that identification and authentication, we can then uh, apply a level of trust to whatever you're doing. And so whether that is uh, working in in an office building, whether that is um, doing doing work online with with finance or with others, that the intent here and behind everything that we do at Pluralock is around enabling trust for those downstream activities. Now, as you get into uh, industries or sectors that are newer that don't have as much infrastructure in place, and I think crypto and 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 decentralized finance is a great example of this. What you're seeing is an absence of those traditional safety guardrails, if you will, and so there's there is concern. There is concern around. Look, if I if I do this trade, am I trading with the right person? Is it going to be safe? Is it going to be there next year, next month, etc.? Um, and so even, uh, you, you know, prior to the, the current wave of, of crypto, we saw a lot of concern with, with the, um, the exchanges, right? We saw this with, uh, uh, you know, Mt. Gox back in the day with, with the original kind of um, Bitcoin exchange hack where assets that were placed in an exchange maybe weren't actually as safe as, as they would have been if they were placed in a traditional bank. Right. And so I think that the, that security and crypto really are tied hand in hand um, and you can't have one without the other. Well, and then I just uh, let people know on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 12 Mountain, you're doing a webinar and that people can just go to mikesmoneytalks.ca and they can sign on because you're going to be talking about, you know, some of the other like you've done a wonderful job here. just sort of giving us the lay of the land here. And obviously, uh, you're putting into practice with Plural Lock exactly what you're telling us as investors. Uh, but it just seems to me there's, and why we're talking about this right now, is because there's such an opportunity for investors, because this is, as you just uh, described, an incredible growth growth area. Well, you're absolutely right. And I think even cybersecurity just on its own is estimated to be over a trillion dollars of spending over a five-year period. And so you know the the joke in in uh, in with with startups and entrepreneurs is is you always say look if we can only get one percent of that market right well you know we'll, we'll be a huge success and I think cybersecurity is certainly one of those markets that there is a tremendous amount of opportunity and by the way it, it's very fragmented as well uh, part of what we're seeing 
in terms of the market dynamics is that there's no clear winner take all when it comes to cybersecurity. Um, it's very fragmented. It's very fractured. And that's really why we think that it lends itself really well to uh, more of a growth through acquisition or roll up strategy, um, which ultimately is, is what Pluralock is focused on. That's, that's how we intend to grow in addition to our organic efforts. So bottom line, we see cybersecurity as just a, a tremendous market to be in. It's, it's one that we're excited to be working in every day. Um, and, and I think the other thing to keep in mind too, is that as a, as a, an investor, it's difficult to get access to cybersecurity opportunities. I think what you see a lot of times is that cybersecurity companies will typically stay private for, for a very long time, then only go public at a much later stage. And so Pluralock really represents an exception to that rule where we've opted to go public very early. And so as a result, present an opportunity for, for folks to, to um, uh, you know, look at us on more of an emerging uh, basis. Well, as I say, I want to invite people to go and listen to the webinar, watch the webinar. Uh, you go to mikesmoneytalks.ca and presto, you can get there. You got to sign up though, because uh, the, the platforms for the webinars just can't handle that many people. But it's uh, this coming Tuesday, September 21st, 11 a.m. Pacific uh, uh, noon mountain time. Uh, and I, I just think, as I say, this is an area that investors have to be aware of. Uh, and by the way, the symbol for Pluralock is P-L-U-R dot V, P-L-U-R dot V. Um, as I say, Ian, great stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time. Ian Patterson, CEO of Pluralock Security. Ian, thank you. Thanks, Mike.